Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Hot Seat. As always, I'm your host, Rob Rob, joined by two of the best in the business. Cody's back this week, and thank goodness George is home. So, George, I'm going to start with you. How you doing, buddy? We missed you last week. I'm coming. I'm good, man. Uh, this, this hot seat title has never been more relevant in my entire life. It might be like 700 degrees in my room right now. I'm shirtless. I'm sweaty. It's gross. Let's talk about some fantasy football. George broadcasting from the pit of hell. You can't see people me. might have turned it. Yeah, some people might have just turned this episode off right there. No, nah, who knows? No, nah, man. Some people, some people are trying to find the donate button. <laughs> Get that boy a shirt. Yeah. Uh, so George, how are you doing, Cody? I'm doing good. Was, <laughs> this whole situation's got me cracking up because George could be on our, our blitz calendar, you know, like the firefighters. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you do not want me shirtless on a blitz count. You don't want a month of George shirtless on your calendar. <laughs> Bro, my mind just Rolodexed every month. It was like, chick, 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 chick. it was the worst thing that's ever happened inside of my head. Guys. Yo, oh, February that... wouldn't be that bad. Oh, that's not terrible. If it's a leap year, though, damn. Oh, no. All right, let's, let's, uh, can, let's can that idea, and hopefully Jack doesn't want to run with that either. I mean, yeah, you know we're all we're all doing a month, and I don't see. I'm, that's how you know Jack's home. Last week we were graced with MG being on the pod. This week, immediately right off rip, we're trying to slang calendars with George half naked on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna veto that real quick. Um, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. Just uh, we're there all pretty ugly dudes, so I don't think we need to be on calendars. It's that's why we do podcast people. We're not good looking. <laughs> I think what we should do is I'll 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 uh, Photoshop everybody's face on a fireman and then we'll sell them. That's yeah. what it'll be. Like. <laughs> I'm into the idea. Yeah, there we go. All right. So we did skip this last week because we did have an opportunity to get MG on and George was unavailable. So a couple weeks back, we did the NFC North uh, breaking down the rosters, going through talking about the fantasy relevant players. Today, we are going to do the AFC North. Um as you heard George say in the last uh, Blitz breakdown, he thinks that uh, the Ravens are going to have a down year. So that being said, let's start in Baltimore. And George, I'm going to start with you. We always lead off with the most important position in all of sports, the quarterback. Lamar Jackson obviously can get it done with his feet, but in fantasy, you got to do a little more. Do you see him being relevant and maybe up in the passing yards and passing attempts this season? Yeah, he's going to be relevant, man. There's there's no way around it. Do I think he's going to be a relevant NFL quarterback? Relatively. Um, here's the thing. When it comes to fantasy, you do not need to be a great quarterback to put up points. Lamar Jackson averaged, I believe, 17 carries a game last year. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a ton for a quarterback. So, yes, I do think he's going to be relevant because I think they're going to commit to the run. Um, he is allegedly – I'm doing air quotes, guys – He's allegedly getting better at passing the ball, but I i mean, what coach isn't going to say that? I'm worried about him and his progression, but I do think, Cody, you might have a differing opinion. I think there's going to be weeks you can stream and, you know, maybe he's even a consistent starter. But I don't what like this. Cody, what do you think, man? Uh, I mean, I can definitely see that. I mean, we saw last year that the, with a player like Jackson, uh, he's got a high floor because of his running ability. So he definitely will have fantasy relevancy this year. Uh, my, you know, obviously my biggest worry is his arm and getting the points through the air uh, at a consistent basis. But I, I, I would, uh, I think we all could agree that his receiving core is a lot better than what it was last year, as far as uh, 
to, like Marquise Brown. Uh, just thinking on top of that head, Marquise Brown, you know, is a way better option than John Brown. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I like the upside of Miles Boykin too. There's oh, a yeah. choice. And I mean, and then of course, Willie Snead will be a slot guy. And then they they got their three tight ends, uh, which we'll touch on here so, so, uh, shortly. But yeah, I could see him being a streamable option. I, if, if he is like, I, if he's like an every week quarterback, that means everything's clicking in that new offense that they developed. Well, my thing about it is look at, I'm looking right now at the fantasy football calculators ADP. I just pulled it up really quickly. Lamar Jackson is slotted thir- round, uh 13 pick 10. Uh, in a a PPR that's going to be between Derek Carr and Mitch Trubisky right ahead of Matthew Stafford Sam Darnold right in there Dak Prescott's also in that area so I mean given the other names on that list if that's what I'm staring at I'm probably going to take a Lamar Jackson because of the rushing floor you Uh, take him over Trubisky yes I would again but I, I I I'm that Here's the deal with, like I say every time, if you have a rushing quarterback a la Lamar Jackson, you start with a four or five point floor usually, yeah. and you just go up from there. So if, and, and then and again, that's the point. I'm probably not looking to draft a Lamar. You guys keep using the word stream. I don't know that he sits as a streaming option because I think the guy who streams in the first time ends up keeping him because of that four or five thing. But I mean, like I said, if I have nothing and those are my quarterback options, sure, I'm going to take him over Derek Carr. I don't think it's close between him and Trubisky. Maybe it's Stafford. Yeah, I don't like Trubisky over Jackson because he's going to have to do things more weeks than Lamar's base every week is going to be enough for me to win most weeks as long as I draft prudently. Because, again, if you don't have your quarterback by the time you're talking Lamar Jackson, Mr. Trubisky, you've probably done well through running backs and receivers. So I'm probably not drafting him either oh, let's yeah. be honest but like i think he's going to be available on the waiver wire at some point like no one's just going to stash lamar jackson and if they want to like power to him i don't think he's going to be a world burner it's we'll see but he has that potential if he can honestly if he can get somewhat of a passing game together he could be very very dangerous and that, i mean like somewhat i mean if he throws you what i mean two touchdowns in a game is going to get you usually 12 points plus the four or five points rushing 16 17 he doesn't have to have an exceptional football game to have an exceptional fantasy game exactly exactly so, um but that's obviously we none of us are are trying to tell you this man is going to turn into tom brady tossing the rock so let's talk about how he affects the other position uh wide receiver you got guys like willie sneed chris moore uh jordan lastly marquise brown uh new in town here as well any of their receivers reach out at you and say hey there may be some value there cody uh honestly no yeah i'm not touching one (laughs) i I don't Like, and I, I guess it's nothing against, like, I like, I've already touched on a little earlier. I like Marquise Brown. I like Miles Boykin as receivers, but man, like what maybe average four to six targets a game, you know, like, I don't know if I can trust the boomer bust potential to have them on my roster. So, I mean, unless I see something develop at the beginning of the season, then other than that, it'll, it'll be a waiver wire pickup out of that. Yeah. Marquise Brown lands into that category of like, yeah, he's going to have his big weeks, but he's also going to have his no, zero catch, like zero target weeks. Yeah. It, the pull your hair out guy. We yeah. talk about all the time. He scores on your bench and in your roster does nothing. Yeah. It feels like this roster is full of that from that position. But again, that could do, I guess maybe we're looking at what tied in for some production at this point for receivers, anything, Nick Boyle, do you see a step forward for a Hayden Hurst this year? Maybe George I'm higher on Hayden Hurst than I am Nick Boyle. I know he's listed 
as uh, the number one tight end Nick Boyle is on the roster, but you don't draft a guy like Hayden Hurst in the first round and then not use him. He is a on a, he's an older tight end. He's 25. He might be. He's going to be 26 by the time the season starts. He definitely had a little bit of um, uh, some injury issues last year, but this guy is he can he can do a lot of stuff. He can block. He can keep himself on the field. Um, so that's kind of what gets me excited about him. And we know that in an offense like this, a guy like Lamar Jackson is going to look for his tight end. And while I don't think Hayden Hurst is going to be anything crazy, I I do think he's going to have some value at some point because he's, he's, he's just too talented. And there really isn't that many steady options to go around. I think he could become that steady option. Do you think there's an outside chance Hurst finishes as a tight end one? Are we talking about uh, tight end one is like top 12? 12 team league? Yeah, 12 team league. So, yeah, tight end yeah I could definitely see that. Cody, where do you, where do you, I mean, where do you think you go with this uh, position? Because again, so, everybody, we're all on the same throwing plane here. Yeah. And I mean, in the thing with the, the tight ends, it's like, yeah, I definitely believe Hayden Hurst has the biggest potential out of them, but they're going to be using all three. They have, I've already saw reports that the, they're experimenting with all three of them on the field at once. So I was just about to ask, do you see two tight end set being a yeah, regular thing here? Even, yeah. Two, it's going to be two. Cause they always keep in mind, they gave a good contract to Boyle, So he's going to be out there as well. And this is a, I, I saw this, uh, uh, yeah, yes, uh, the other day I just pulled it up. Uh, Evan Silva put this about Mark Andrews that I didn't even realize this until he posted this. Uh, but Mark Andrews, he had he has had he had the fifth most receiving yards by a rookie tight end in the last decade. He's second behind OJ Howard among tight ends and yards per catch, fifth among tight ends and yards route run, and he led Baltimore in targets in their playoff loss. And plus, he's got the most report with Jackson. So. That's a you know what I'm saying it's like I feel like you're playing Russian roulette with the tight ends as far as like that's a good point that's a good point if you had to pick one though to emerge who would you pick Hayden Hurst like Hayden even Hurst. with those stats I just read off like I would I I when I watched him in the draft process last year I, I I no I had Goddard as my number one tight end but I thought he was the second best one in the class and like like you said too the injuries really derailed him last year so I think with a healthy offseason it'll give them a chance to reemerge it's just it's just like the the whole their whole passing attack i don't know who to trust uh, yeah ex- i could you're perfect that one sentence the whole passing attack you don't know who to trust george what were you gonna say oh i was gonna say yeah i agree with cody definitely just stay away from the passing attack but what that means for me is that if they are running three tight end sets they have a great offensive line i really like mark ingram this year oh me too I really like Mark Ingram this year. I think a lot of people are going to sleep on him. I'm not sure if he's going to be a world burner, but I think he could be one of the most consistent guys in your backfield or in on your team. He is right now going behind guys like Chris Carson, uh, Sony Michelle, Derrick Henry, Philip Lindsay, Devonta Freeman, Marlon Mack. And those oh, are pretty I definitely bad. take him over the, the, uh, Freeman and and Mack. And uh, uh, I, I would probably take him over Josh Jacobs. A lot of people wouldn't. Oh but. yeah, I would too. Yeah, for sure. So right now he's going, and let me just click this. What range he's going in? Right now he's going as the bum bum bum. Running back number 21. I could deal with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you're talking about a guy that can put up RB1 numbers throughout the season. And then, like Easily. you said, he's got, he's going to have a low, he's going to have a high floor because he, they paid him. He's going to get all the touches. They said he's been looking good in uh, the training camp. And he's going to give him the ball out of the backfield, too, apparently, as well, like as far as through the like little dump offs. 
Yeah, and he has a fourth-round ADP. He's got the 12th yeah. easiest strength of schedule for running backs. He's, he's that perfect running back to target to compare uh, combine with if you get, like, a, say you're a top pick and you get, like, CMC or yeah. Zeke. And then if you get, like, Zeke in him or you get, like, a, you know, one of the, you know, any one of those top backs to combine with Mark Ingram, uh, Mark Ingram that's going to be a deadly one-two punch on your fantasy roster. Yeah, if you do like the running back, wide receiver, wide receiver, and then if you can somehow get him on the come around, man, you're going to be very, very happy with your production coming out of the running back position. because Something tells me that he's going to be bumped up. I don't know which one it's going to be, but I could see either Edwards or Dixon getting cut, and then the fantasy community, community just realizing they've got Mark Ingram vastly underrated at that point. Yeah. Like, there's I'm looking at that list and I'm telling you, man, I'd take him up near what 14 or 15. I'd take him over. Oh, I mean, it'd be a push for me and him and Devonta Freeman, but you've got Fournette. I might think about taking him over Mac. I'd take him over Jacobs, Aaron Jones, Derek Henry, carry on Johnson, Philip Lindsay, like yeah, Damian Williams. I, I would rather roll Mark Ingram out instead of any of those guys, maybe take a shot at Michelle and Montgomery over him. And that'd be it out of the guys listed above him. That's insane. He's far too low. I'm not going to say anything about Michelle, but um, I'm so high. I'm starting to Michelle this year. Yeah. But again, you can't go wrong. Mark Ingram's going to get the carries in a very run heavy offense that like you just said, if there's two tight ends on that field, the offensive line is playing insane. So he's probably the target for me of this whole team by a country mile. I don't see anybody else that I'd want even close to Mark Ingram. So I don't see anyone. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, Robert, I don't see anyone that I value as high or want to target more than him. Let me ask you this. Are, are either, because obviously we don't talk a lot about defense because we're fantasy uh, a show here. Their defense took a huge step back. They lost a lot of pieces. Do you think there's any chance that maybe Ingram's numbers are a little lower because they're always playing garbage ball? Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I get that point, but I also could see him being increased because they're going to want to run the ball, control the clock, keep the defense off the field. He can also catch the ball. Yeah, so. I mean, that he that is slept on because everybody remembers Kamara so vividly the last two years. But uh, you, good point. He can also catch the ball. So um, any need to talk about the defense? Is this even a draftable defense anymore in fantasy? Some people are definitely going to draft them. I am going to stay very, very far away from them because this defense has gotten older. It has not gotten too much better. Yes, they they got Earl Thomas, but yeah, I'm not I'm not dealing with that. <laughs> they lost a lot of leadership is to me is the issue. It might not be the body so much as the the heart and leadership they lost out of that locker room. So, I mean, you could make a case that you I would just pulled up their schedule. I mean, you can you can make a case if you wanted if you're a guy like me that wants to that streams at defenses every week. You really don't hold on to anybody unless you land that one top defense either through the draft or through the waiver wires. Um, they do play the Dolphins week one, so that might be a streamable option. Okay, so keep an eye on them if you are a stream defense guy, and that's your your goal going into the season. That's not a bad idea. Good call, Cody. So. Um, <laughs> Most defenses are streamable, depending right, on right. matchup base always. always match-up base. As always. Well, let's move into a, a little bit better uh, fantasy-relevant team here, the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, as always, we're going to start with the quarterback, Red Rocket, still man in this position here. Anybody itching to have uh, the big red gingy quarterback? Man, this is when we need one of those soundboards. You, yeah. you can play cr- yeah, crickets. <laughs> 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 I'm out on a guy like that, man. <laughs> like, yeah. no, 
you can get you can get that value anywhere. I don't even know where he's going right now. It's ADP. Is it high at all? I'll check that yeah, out, I mean, Cody. Tell I me mean, about him while I look it up for you, man. I'll, I'll get I mean, that there's there's nothing. I mean, he, he's Andy Dalton. He's, he's going after Dwayne Haskins. Don't yeah, he's him. he's not even in the top twenty five. <laughs> Freaking yeah, like the, the only way he he should be on a starting or on a roster is your quarterback. You have almost every week uh, starters, your quarterback's on a bye, and then he just happens to have a matchup on that bye week against one of the worst pass defenses. Or you're in a two-quarter. Yeah, yeah, that too. Literally it. Like, don't touch Andy Dalton. Um, it's not going to be fun. You will not have fun starting him. He will throw interceptions. He will fuck up the wrong weeks. He will absolutely fuck up in prime time like he always does. It's just don't do it, man. Don't do that to yourself. Well, that being said, is that decrease the uh, value of uh, AJ Green? Is he still a prime target? Um, define prime. Ouch. Like, well, <laughs> even mean, having to do like that. A, I love AJ. I, I love, love AJ. I mean, because even back in his past when Dalton was okay, AJ Green would still put up the numbers. But. Um, with AJ Green, I just don't think I think he somebody and this is from a bit. This is guy I, I love AJ Green. He's won me a lot of championships in the past, but he's now a point where you don't want to view him as a wide receiver one. He can he should be a wide receiver two easily on a roster. Um, I would take a chance on him just because I mean he is coming off an injury. I don't know where his ADP is, but he's coming. Uh, three oh six, thirteenth overall wide receiver. Okay, but uh. This is what I was going to say is he, he's also entering the last year of his contract. So he does have motivation to put up a good year to maybe get that one last payday. So let me ask you this. The other names around AJ Green are uh, obviously I'm, I'm higher on Keenan Allen and then it falls to Amari Cooper right above him. Steph Diggs, Julian Edelman, Brandon Cooks right below him. Would you want AJ Green out of that group or is there another name you'd rather have? Obviously Keenan Allen. I would rather right. have, but I'd rather have Keenan Allen. I'd rather no. I think I'd just rather have Keenan Allen. So I think he's a little under. So he's at fourteen right now in front of me, Rob. I would take him over Amari Cooper, over Stefan Diggs, uh, over Brandon Cooks. Him and I would take him over Kenny Galladay. Although I do think Kenny Galladay said I have a big year, but there's a lot of guys here that I just eh, I'm eh on. So yeah, yeah I, mean, I think he's a, out of all those guys. He's also the number one. Yeah, uh, he's still number one passing threat. In that offense. is so is he the good. consolation prize for wide receiver? If you miss out on the the top eleven, uh, Keenan, Ty, Thielen, Evans, Brown, Schuster, Beckham, Julio, those guys. If you miss out on those guys, is he the like? He's the I well. I guess there's still AJ. Well, I mean, he's is like we were talking about earlier with Mark Ingram. Like, if you want to go running back, wide receiver, wide receiver, you can be like, boom, get a top wide receiver in the second round, and then coming around get AJ Green. You know what I'm saying? If you can get AJ Green and one of those other receivers in the second round, I think that'd, that'd be, be a nice that'd be a nice haul, man. Go around and get uh, Zeke and then uh, Juju, then come back with AJ Green and Mark Ingram. That'd be a nice four. Yeah, bro. And then who are you who are you drafting against? Blind people? Yeah. Well, I'm just saying it's 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 feasible based on ADP right now that you could do that. No, you're right. You are right. And like that's kind of scary to me, <laughs> but. Obviously, all of this is going to change, right? Once the season gets close, right. like, guys, this is what we say in June does not reflect how we feel in August. Let's put it no, that way. 100%. So this could change, but right where A.J. Green is right now, I love his value. I really do. I think you guys are right. 
Uh, well, then, I, I, again, I'm a big AJ fan, so I'm always looking to get some shares of AJ. But let's talk about the other guys that are there. Tyler Boyd stepped up last year. Um, you've got, what, Josh Malone, er, uh, Alex Erickson, Cody Core, John Ross still on this uh, roster. Uh, any of those guys that you would say you'd probably look to target or you think may take a step forward this year? Cody, I'll start with you on that. If it's going to be anybody, be Tyler Boyd. He was a uh, yeah. When when AJ Green was out, he was looking good. I mean, he was doing good all even with AJ Green playing. He was having a solid year, and he's developed that uh, rapport with Andy Dalton. Um, but as far as like, I'm sure he's probably getting drafted on teams, but I just don't know if I would go out and actively draft him. You know, I, I, I'm like, I think he'll be solid, but I just I'm not like crazy. I I don't I think you can get better value at that position right now. He's going ahead of guys like. Jarvis Landry, uh, Tyler Lockett, Tyreek Hill, um, DJ Moore, Alshon, Robbie Anderson, Corey Davis. I might, I would rather take my shot on a guy at that position like Corey Davis because yeah. he has that upside as being a number one. I'd rather take my shot on a guy like DJ Moore or even Jarvis Landry. Okay, well, let me ask you this because you kind of snuck his name in there, but th- this is going to be a story. What if the two guys' names on the board, you need a wide receiver, it's Tyreek Hill and Tyler Board. Everybody else from that is dropped off, and you've got that option. Do you go Tyreek Hill with everything hanging over his head or Tyler Board? I draft a running back. <laughs> I was like, uh, who else is on the board? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> you know, um, here's the thing, man. I, I mean, if I, you I, put a gun to my head and you're like, listen, you have to draft one of these receivers. Please don't say Tyreek Hill after you said gun to your head. That would just... <laughs> <laughs> actually, please do. I'm sure that SEO optimizes wonderful. No, I, I would probably, uh, oh, man, I'm like. I would say Tyreek Hill like, based on yeah. Our yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. There's a gun to my head, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Again, I'm with George. I probably look, and you, you look elsewhere. But if if I have to, it's talent. Uh, again, t- yeah, Tyler mean, Boyd yeah, feels just... like maybe we saw the best of Tyler Boyd to me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. Yeah, I mean, Tyler Boyd to me is like, especially with the where we're talking about where these guys are going. Like, I feel like I could just pass on him and get like a upside rookie in the later rounds or, you know. Right. <laughs> take a stab else. to find the guy who's the Tyler Boyd of this year, not count on yeah, Tyler Boyd moving forward. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why I would, I would just be like, all right, well, if I felt comfortable knowing that I might have to, you know, sit with Tyreek Hill on my bench for eight games, you know, like I might do that over not take that chance over having Boyd in a playoff push. Right. Uh, any, uh, I mean, is John Ross ever going to be a thing? Bro, I don't want to touch him. Well, uh, I, I wouldn't draft him, but he is, you know how I feel. He is entering his third season. So so if he's going to do anything, it's this oh, year, right? It's yeah. now or never. Yes, exactly. Happens so, all yeah, the time. I'm, Remember Nelson Aguilar? Aguilar was considered a bust his first two years, and he blew up his third year. still kind of sucked his third year. He had like a few games. Still kind of. He was sucked. a PPR machine. Yeah, for nine, like first half nine catches for 38 yards. Like, that was wild. <laughs> when he would do that. It was the most. He'd go, he'd catch a ball and like go backwards sometimes. It was wild. It was the day everybody hated playing PPRs. Like this, this, this version sucks. <laughs> <laughs> this dude sucks. Yeah, imagine yeah, if we're in like a full point PPR time. league with him, though. That, that would absolutely, oh, wow. yeah, that would piss me off more than anything. All right, so let's cover the tight ends real quick. Um, Tyler Eifert constantly injured. I don't know. Touch that with a ten foot pole. CJ Uzoma there as well. Uh, any of you looking to snag a Bengals tight end this season? <laughs> Don't, don't. 
crickets again, bro. Yeah, Why would you do? There's like you like you know like Drew Sample like no don't do it. Uzoma is not great. Eifert is gonna get hurt. So whatever when you're talking Uzoma, maybe streamer level tight end then. Because Eifert yeah. and if Eifert is healthy, maybe stream him. But he'll get injured that game. You play him anyway. Right. So. You, if you have Eifert on your roster, you better have other options. Yeah. Or, don't just don't draft him. You can pick up guys who will develop or who will bust out. Over yeah, and again, game. we've discussed a couple times. It's so much better at that position this year than in years past that you shouldn't take that flyer on Eifert again this year. No. There, there really has been way too much evidence to waste a draft pick on Tyler Eifert. I don't even know where he's going right now, but it's too high. Yeah, guaranteed. <laughs> like, it's a promise. It's way yeah. too high. All right. Any uh, any love for the defense um, other than we, we a streamable a, option? We spit. We, we oh, running back. Yeah, we skipped yeah, running back. You, you didn't talk about my uh... – my this is my favorite player. damn player on the team. I think maybe yeah, subconsciously I was like, screw you guys. I don't want to talk about this guy. <laughs> um, so again, obviously, I missed the big the big ticket item on this team, Joe Mixon. How high are you on Joe Mixon? You both just kind of gave away your hands. So who wants to uh suck him off first? <laughs> Cody, you sound like your mouth's open. Go ahead. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I love Joe Mixon this year. Um, I think this is the year he's gonna take that next step. We saw we saw his flash flashes last year. His big play, big play explosiveness. Um, he can catch the ball out of the backfield. And then he also was dealing with that uh, injury he got at the beginning of the at the beginning of the year, and he was still able to put up numbers. Um, and I, I don't see Gio Bernard, Trayvon uh, Williams. I mean, I like Rodney Anderson, but he's still got like a comeback from his injury. I don't see any of those guys cutting to his touches. And also, um, Zach Taylor, their new head coach, is going to bring that Rams running oh. zone offense at that team. So he's, <laughs> uh, yeah, so they're going to run. He's going to be like he's going to be the Todd Gurley of their offense, and they have a. They have an improved line, especially with the addition of Jonah Williams. Billy Price should be fully healthy. I love him going into the draft process last year. So I am all on board getting as many Joe Mixon shares as I can. Yeah, He's currently listed as a top 10 back, George. Are you comfortable there? 100%. I think he could end up top five. I'm not kidding either. I know this team sucks, but like this this dude is good. Go ahead, George. Yeah, sorry. Like this, there are not many true bell cow running backs anymore. Like it's a rarity. And like you mentioned before, with Zach Taylor, he comes from that Sean McVay school of coaching. And like he never called the shots in LA, but he was part of an offense, like you said, that featured Todd Gurley above all other backs. We know that Todd Gurley was one of the best running backs in the league. I am not saying he's Todd Gurley, but this guy can ball. If you watched him play last year, like he was making plays behind the line of scrimmage all the time to just get positive yards. It was ridiculous. Like this guy knows how to run. He can catch the ball. Um, I, I love him. I think he's a, in a great position this year. Um, he's going to be wonderful in half point PPR formats. If you can get him, if he slips into the second round, which I think he will, you're going to get some great fucking value there. Let me ask you this then. Again, the names around him, Le'Veon Bell, James Conner, both uh, ranked right above him. Todd Gurley, Dalvin Cook, rated right below him. Where do you stick James, or excuse me, Joe Mixon in that order? I'm above them all. Oh, me too. I didn't think you were going to say Le'Veon Bell either. I thought, oh man. Does he sneak then above a Melvin Gordon or a David Johnson into your top five? Maybe above D- David Johnson. Yeah, Definitely maybe above, above David Johnson. I would lean gordon over him but that's how i think he's gonna have a big year 
like the with the name like with Le'Veon, I like love Le'Veon's. He's another system where he's gonna he's going to be the feature back, but like I just don't know if I can trust the Jets. All so time. and I, I hate to I hate to linger I hate to linger, but but MG uh, uh, brought up a, a point about him, and I just damn it, I, it just lost me here. Um, Oh, with the uh, the now everybody feels it's a five a four player draft, right? You've got Saquon, Kamara, Zeke, McCaffrey, and then you don't want to be pick five. If you end up pick five, are you more apt to go a Joe Mixon there, or are you thinking you go wide receiver and get you a, a Hopkins or or something like that? I go Melvin Gordon, yeah, there personally, but I, I also do not think it's a five person draft. I think that's crazy. I still think you can get value out of Melvin Gordon and Joe Mixon. And David Johnson. I agree. I actually think I'm going to want to be close to the turn this year. I think you're going to mop up. I think Dalvin. Turn. I mean, we're we're going to go. We're going off. Like I think. I mean, I like Dalvin Cook for this year too. They're the guy uh, in the second round. Um, but I don't know. Later, but that's we'll talk. Uh, we talked about that in the, the NFC North podcast. But uh, with uh, Joe Mixon, yeah, man. Like it's with with your drafts it's always about who you, who's in your draft too like if you right and it, if you feel like you're comfortable with him as a top 5 or 6 back and he falls to you at a, a you pick 11 or 12 that's you pull the trigger you know what I mean like you yeah, can yeah. obviously and if you like like George said if he's there on the turn man bro if you can pair him up if you go two running backs and you can get Joe Mixon and say like James Conner or I don't know, Dalvin Cook. Like, you're set at running back. You can. I mean, yeah. Say if you're like a ten man league. Yeah, man. You can go like Le'Veon and him back to back. Like, yeah, you're set. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So I I jumped the gun a little early, but I'll ask one more time here: Uh, Is this anything more than a streamable defense? No. No. Okay. Um, Then let's jump on over. Normally. Yeah, normally this is the cream of the crop in this division fantasy-wise, but they slide down to number two this year. Uh, The Pittsburgh Steelers, Big Ben running players out of town. Uh, I mean, he's more than a serviceable quarterback. Where do you guys feel about him going into this year, though, after losing all the weapons the last couple years? Um, About Big Ben, I don't like drafting Big Ben in the first place. Um, he's one of those quarterbacks to me that just severely disappoints you all the time. He's going as a quarterback 14 right now. I'd rather have Kirk Cousins over him. I'd rather have Phillip Rivers over him, who's going behind him. Uh, maybe even Jimmy Garoppolo. I know that sounds crazy, but these are the type of – like he's the type of player that has those crazy splits that I hate, um, Not more, less so over the last year or two. But he – this year at this position, when he's losing guys, he has really young guys in front of him. Um, there's some clear fucking issues going on in that locker room. Like why, like, why go for it? I'm staying away from him. I don't like where he's being drafted. I don't take a quarterback that early anyways, so I'm all set. Cody? Yeah, I mean, he pretty much said everything I feel about this. Man. I, went, I went draft him. There's a – there's much of the like veteran quarterbacks like he named Cousins, Rivers. I'd rather go with upside guys. Yep. On the year over him, I I can't. I just, I, I don't know. Like this this offense is either gonna click or it's gonna be downright terrible, and I don't want to be part of the the latter. I think I'm gonna go one step further on Ben. I I think quarterbacks don't generally 
gradually get worse. They fall off a cliff. And I think this might be the year that that happens with Ben. Uh, you sure Juju's great, but he, he's not the security blanket that AB was. Uh, you, you, he's lost his baby blanket, you know, and he's not the best wide receiver in the league, which is tough. Right. <laughs> right. And, and Juju's damn good. But like you said, he's not the best in the league. And it, I just don't – I I think we're going to get those old Ben on the road splits every game this year. You know, it's just like yeah. he may throw three or four touchdowns, but it, he may throw five fucking picks every week, and I wouldn't be surprised. So I'm, I'm, I'm out on Ben. But, again, Juju – I'll talk about Juju all day. He's one of my favorite players in the league. He, his, his social media game is on point. Like, if you got points for that, he'd be the number one overall pick, man. Where do you guys – slot juju going into this season george start off with you man uh yeah so i know you're not gonna like this but uh um, oh you can you, you be be real because you can be real i'm not I, i'm with you i think this team is falling apart from the fucking inside and you can't i i'm not taking him over mike evans i'm not taking him over um adam thielen i'm not taking him over ty hilton i'm not taking him over keenan allen those are the guys that are he's listed ahead of right now, and I would rather draft. He's he sits out of the top ten for me, unfortunately. Just, like literally at eleven, though. I'm just I'm just worried, man. You can't like you can't go from being a number, and I could be wrong about this, but you can't go from being a number two wide receiver who had a lot of pressure taking off him because Antonio Brown is getting double teams. Antonio Brown is who is who he is, and expect him to just just be Antonio Brown or just be that value. Right, because the fall off between Juju and like a James Washington is so much further than it was between AB and Juju. So they were helping each other out. Now it's all Juju. Uh, I, I mean, I, again, I love the kid. I wish nothing. But, but last year, a lot of us missed and said I, you, he can't do what he did the year before. He ended up doing quite well. I think, though, that the sentiment from last season carries over into this season for me. There's just the step forward he would have to take to put him into the names. I, I don't see that happening with the way I feel about Ben, but Cody, I mean, how do you feel about it? Uh, same, same thing, man. Like I, and the thing is, it's like, I think he's the, I'll, I'll have to sit down when I'm doing my article, but he's, you guys know how I feel about the third year receivers. So he, there is plausible that he can take that next step. And I definitely believe he has the talent to do so, but I just, how I view him as a player, I just don't know if I view him as being that number one guy. But, He's but, like but you see, last year we we were talking about, oh, he can't make the jump from wide receiver two to wide receiver one. And all of a sudden we're like, oh, he's going to make the jump from a fringe wide receiver one into the number one wide receiver. You know, Because that's the kind of jump he's going to have to take to make his value hit you back. Yeah. And I, I, I can't forecast that. I just – I don't like taking guys exactly like – like exactly where – I don't know – I don't know how this sounds. It's going to sound weird, but like he is either going to be exactly his value where you draft him or he's going to be worse. Right. You know what I mean? So like that's not the type of guy I'm going for. I want a guy that's going to be exactly his value or better. Right, and uh, honestly, in drafts, you're probably going to be looking at at a slew of good running backs right there, and I'm gonna I'm gonna want probably any running back you name right there. I would be thrilled if I somehow managed to get him as my wide receiver too, like thrilled beyond belief. But I That's just don't. Saying, if I get him in like the third round, I'd be I'd be 
okay with it. But I just feel yeah. like second round for second the the second round draft of him for some reason bothers me. Right now. He feels like a candidate for somebody who's going zero RB very strictly. You know what I mean? Like that's to me that's the only team that could value if you're going into the draft knowing you're going zero running back and targeting like Julio Juju, sure. But again, that's not my strategy. So I, I don't think I own any juju this year. Uh, any let's again, but again, who's going to fill his shoes? Is anybody going to be a productive number two here? Is it James Washington, Dante Moncrief's in town? I mean, Eli Rogers. Any any of these names that you're like, I'm going to invest a little capital and see if they pop, Cody. I'm not going to draft any of them, but if there was going to be a guy, I would put my money on James Washington. Yeah, I'm with him there. The exact same thing, too. I'm not drafting him. He's wide receiver 51 right now. But he would be the guy that emerges out of all those names that you said. But I also don't think it's a material emergence. It's going to be a little immaterial. So you're got around your on your list, you're talking probably names like Marvin Jones, Manuel Sanders, Cortland Sutton, Didi, and Kiki. And then uh, Paris Campbell, Tyrell Williams. Those are the names on your list, right around the same, right, George? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be taking a uh, Marshall. Yeah, I'll take a whole handful of those guys. Yeah, like I'd probably take a little bit more Marvin Jones. I'm probably taking some. Did you? Who else did you mention? You mentioned Manuel Sanders, uh, Cortland Sutton. I'd rather have Cortland Sutton. Uh, what about what about a guy like a Kiki Kuti? I feel like you're getting just the same type of player there. So right, boomer bust potential, yeah. one week great, one week trash kind of is that what's to be expected from James Washington? Well, I mean, is Will Fuller playing or not? <laughs> right, right. Because again, that's what I was gonna say. Cause if if that's where you feel Washington is, at least when you take Kiki there, you know when and when not to play him. Yeah. You know, so uh I mean, is that kind of where you're at, Cody? Is he's just off your board because you don't know when to use them anyway. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm I'm a big fan of consistency, and I don't see him being consistent throughout the season. So then, let me ask you this: Do you think with the the uh, obvious regression at the wide receiver position, do you think that's going to be more points for the tight ends? Uh, your Vance McDonald's, I guess Xavier Grimble is on this roster, but I mean, is that where you see more points going in the passing game to tight end, or are they just going to be a more run heavy team with James Conner and Jalen Samuels? Now Benny uh, Snell Jr. as I, well. I think uh, Vance McDonald definitely has. Um, uh, like I, I guess you'd call him a sleeper. Uh, could you, could he have like a, this year. a a mini George Kittle breakout year here? Yeah, I I, mean, I won't call a George Kittle breakout because he had a phenomenal season. I don't know if he's going to have a phenomenal season, but I could see McDonald in one of those consistent tight ends that are going to get you like even if it's only four or five points every week he's going to get it and then but he's also going to get those touchdowns every once in a while and i mean i could see him being a having a big part of this offense because i mean we saw in the past like big ben with heath miller he loves his tight ends so is it so where do you stand george if you're going to invest draft capital on this team is it going to be tight end running back receiver and then talk a little bit about the running backs and where you would have Connor and Samuels and Snell. So here's my issue with this team. I don't think you can get good value on any single one of these players. Unfortunately, I love Vance McDonald this year. I think he's going to be heavily involved when the uh, wide receiver twos aren't stepping up. He is talented. He's a former second round pick. He's good, man. Like he's a good tight end, but again, he's going in the seventh round. I'm still taking shots at like, Wait, so, He's, I'm looking on uh, fantasypros.com. His ADP is 89. I just divided uh, that. I just so. for the for the mock draft this 
week. I got him in like the, I got him as a backup tight end to Hunter Henry's because you know Hunter Henry's past injury history. I wanted to back draft a tight end. I got him in like the like later rounds. Oh, then I'm totally for that. If that's the case, maybe fantasy pros is just you know a little, a little cuckoo, a little crazy. But um, if dude, if he if I can get him that late, like absolutely, thank you very well, much. And and again. Like so, the names around him, Cody, with what he's looking at, you're looking at Evan Ingram, Jared Cook, David Njoku, Austin Hooper, down yeah, into Hawkinson I mean, Walker. I mean, again, I'm with. See, the thing about the tight end is it's going to be thicker than it was last year, but it's not going to take a lot. You were getting four or five points from your tight ends. I think the top three are still the top three, and then there's a massive drop off between that group and the next group, which probably ends at Evan Ingram. You've got O.J. Howard, Eric Ebron, Hunter Henry, Evan Ingram, and maybe Jared Cook, depending on how he clicks with uh, Drew Brees. But then it's still a massive fall off at that point to me. So I'm with George and you. I can't take him that high. But if he falls like he did to you, I may pull the trigger on just guessing that somebody's going to score here. But uh, would you rather take a shot at running back? Because like George said, Cody, it's hard to find any value even at the running back position with James Conner slated as an early first round pick. Yeah, I, I'm, st- I'm staying away from James Conner in the drafts this year. Mm-hmm. Could he, could he uh, take that next step? Sure, but I mean they're already talking about Jalen Samuels and Conner. Um, are, are they're experimenting with both of them in the backfield? I think Benny Snell has the potential to get, carve out a small role in that offense, maybe even be the goal line back for him, so he'll be a touchdown vulture. Uh, I. I, I don't know if I trust that backfield. Yeah, like, there's a lot of question marks with this team with fantasy this year. I totally agree with this. So do you think you're still paying the Pittsburgh premium? And that is that what's inflating everybody is for years you just pick Pittsburgh guys because they generated so many points? Oh, yeah. I think people are still going to be under that impression when they're drafting too, and they're just going to be severely disappointed. Yeah, I agree. It's because it's like I said earlier, be right before, right when we started with this team, it's like this team is either going to be, it's either they're going to show us that the Pittsburgh just does Pittsburgh things and everything is going to click, or it's going to be down, right awful. And if it's the latter, I don't want. There's no in between this team, and if and I, I'm leaning towards they're going to be bad. Yeah, this so isn't an eight and eight style team. This is yeah. twelve and four or four and twelve. You know, it's whatever. But Sorry. no, I'm with you. Are you and again and hey, I'll tell Roy to his face, man. Steelers fans are delusional to think you're just the same team. I'm sorry, this isn't the Pats. This isn't plug and play. You don't give away all pro players and just keep doing. Like I said, it's not, it's not New England, and you can tell that by how often stories gets out and all the drama. So it's not the same system. I'm all, I. If I'm anything, I'm 70-30 that this just blows up this year. You know what I mean? And, and you're talking this team is garbage. So Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, any, any Is this defense more than streamable? I, I'll stream them. Yeah, I'll stream they, them on the right weeks. Uh, I think yeah, they have right weeks, yeah. Definitely uh, you don't want to count them on every week because they have two matchups against this offense we're about to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into what everybody tuned in for. That's this crazy to say. It's 2019, right. man, and everybody came to hear us talk about the Cleveland Browns. Wow. They have done some work on this roster. I mean, again, when was the last time you were, like, super excited to talk Browns football? Has that ever happened in your lifetime? What do you mean the last time? 
Yeah, that's what <laughs> like the, the first time, right? So uh, let's jump into it, man. You either love him or you hate him. It's Baker, Baker Mayfield. Uh, what do we feel about Baker moving into this season, Cody? He had an awesome rookie campaign. Does he build on that, or is there too much pressure, you think? I, I think he's going to build up on it. Um, and one of the uh, most, like, the biggest, one of the biggest underrated moves that works in his favor and everybody that's on this offense is they hired Todd Munkin as the offensive coordinator from the Bucks. And if we remember, even though that team was terrible, the Bucks were they were really good at getting the ball down the field last year. No matter who was at the quarterback, whether it was Jameis Winston or Ryan Fitzpatrick, I believe if you their numbers end up being the quarterback one if you combine them both for last year. Right. That wasn't the stat. So yeah, so you're talking about Baker Mayfield, who showed that he can get the ball down the field. You're then you add Odell Beckham, who is you can argue top five talent. He's who's been amazing with uh, uh, what was the catch rate? He should have only caught fifty percent of his balls or something like that. Like yeah, it was absurd. He got like fifty percent of his balls thrown to catchable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's now, yeah. That means every other one was probably in the fucking dirt. That's absurd. I definitely see Baker where he can be an every week starter, but I think with if I remember where he's going, like I, I have it pulled up right now. He, he is a top five. Him. He is a top yeah. five quarterback. Six oh three. The names right under him are Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson. Yeah, I'm not, dude. He's okay. Here's the thing. I think he's gonna have a good year. He's ranked way too high in fantasy right now. I, in That's redraft for sure. If you like, if I'm dynasty, I'm all in. He's different. Dynasty's different. Yeah. Right. But I can't – that seems egregious to throw him above Russell Wilson and Drew Brees. Now, I will say they're all going within a round of each other, but to have him top five – now, I'm with you on the top four, Mahomes, Luck, Rodgers, Watson. I think they belong above him. But mm-hmm. are either of you comfortable with a team that has Baker Mayfield? As Because you'd, you'd have to vastly overspend at that position. I'm not drafting Baker Mayfield because exactly what you said. I'm overspending at the position. He's not going to over he's not going to exceed his value. He's only going to be at it or worse like we mentioned. Um how many it's it's tough for me, right? Like I don't see him finishing up above a Andrew Rodgers, Andrew Luck, Patrick Mahomes. I don't see him finishing above a Russell Wilson. Dude, I don't even see him finishing up a Carson. I'm huge on Carson once this year by the way. I was going to say Wentz, Golf yeah. Newton could have a better year. Philip Rivers. I mean, I'd, I, I, I can't spend the money on Baker Mayfield. Now, I'm not shitting on the guy. Again, I love him, and I'm with Cody. I think he takes a step forward. But like we talked about Juju, the step forward he'd have to take would be Mahomesian. You know what I mean? Like he'd have to be in the MVP conversation yeah. for you to get value at that position. Cody, am I wrong about that? Or no, I mean, yeah. do you see that forecast? Like, is that your forecast for him? Yeah, that's with like. Yeah, I mean, like you guys all said, like if he was going in like another couple rounds, hell yeah, man, I'm pulling the trigger. But with where he's going right now, that's just too rich for my blood. Like I think he's just going to be a like he's going to take that next step. He'll be a solid fantasy quarterback, but he's not going to. I don't know if like as far as fantasy wise, he's going to be phenomenal every week. He the ROI on him is not going to be what you want. Let's just put it that way. Exactly, exactly. Because he well, he's gonna have weeks where all of a sudden like Chubb and Kareem Hunt are getting all these carries and he's getting the touchdowns too. So like he's gonna have like some weeks where he's not putting up touchdowns all through the air. I think he I think he's gonna be a great, great fantasy quarterback this year. I'm just not paying that. 
personally. You know, you know what I think is going to be the best thing for Baker Mayfield is if you um if you play a, a auction league to throw his name up there and just watch people shit away their whole budget on Baker Mayfield and you oh, end right. up with Russell Wilson for nothing. <laughs> like <laughs> that's that's gonna be baller status because you know it'll happen. But in 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 a standard redraft league, I can't do it again. I I don't see me having any shares of Baker, which does make me sad because I love the guy. But well, yeah, because he's gonna ball out. This this yeah. offense is absurd. Yeah, so we've got so many players to talk about here. Let's jump into wide receiver, a guy you just brought up, Odell Beckham Jr. and his shitty throw rate. Like the he, he's obviously taking a step forward from Eli Manning. Do you guys see him breaking? Is it possible that Odell Beckham we haven't seen the best of? He's my number one wide receiver. He's my number one wide receiver. It's the, I, it is what it is. Like I, I think he is going to ball out this year. I think he's going to be targeted heavily. I think Baker would be dumb to not target a guy like this heavily. And Baker's not dumb. Let's put he's, it that way. He's he's so much more accurate than Eli. Odell's not like I think it's gonna it's gonna take longer for Baker to realize to just keep throwing it high rather than throwing it where he should, you know, because that's where Odell gets him. But even at that point, you're talking about the growing pains are still hundred yard games. You know, it's I, I, his ceiling is insane. I don't know that he'll be one he'll be one or two for me. I'm still super high on Hopkins. I just love that guy, but I, I could easily draft Odell number one wide receiver for Hopkins me. Hopkins is my two. But the only reason I have Hopkins as my two, and I mentioned this in my dynasty uh, rankings, check him out, guys, um, is that because, <clears throat> and I know he can perform without Deshaun Watson, but he's much better when Deshaun Watson's there. That O line is terrible. Deshaun Watson has a propensity to get nicked up. Um, I think Odell just has a better shot and a, like a clearer path at uh, wide receiver number one because. The Browns have an okay offensive line. It's it could be a bit better, but it's just not as bad as the fucking Texans. That's you true. Know? So I I still have him as my number two, but Odell to me, man, like for a ton of things you just mentioned, like if he even had like seventy percent of his balls thrown his even sixty percent of his balls thrown his way that were catchable, that you would you would see ridiculously wild stats. I that's see in my mind has trouble wrapping around that is could he even take a step forward Cody like where are you on Odell this year uh I definitely am high on him just because of uh, what you guys touched on earlier with the addition of Baker Mayfield throwing the ball he's gonna get more accurate balls because we already know he can take a slant and take up the top off the defense um one thing you know like I mentioned earlier with uh, Todd Munkin remember Sean uh, Jackson was going on those deep routes how many times last year and catching big bomb plays, well, Odell Beckham can do that. So he's gonna put and up then some. Big number. Yeah, he's he's gonna put up some big numbers throughout the season. My biggest worry with him, which it's is his injury history. Like I'm just like, am I gonna get all? Is he gonna be here all season? That's my biggest worry with him. Like my, but but my question is, so let me ask you both, right? Because you, I watched a lot of Browns football last year. They were them and the Rams. That's what I was always watching. Do you, because if you watched him, you saw how many times Baker would chuck it to Coleman and Coleman just wasn't good enough to come down with the ball. Odell is every bit as fast. I, if he catches 60 or 70% of the times that Baker threw to Coleman, he's going to shatter this. He's going to be number one receiver by a mile. Like I, I, I don't know. Maybe he might. He might just moved up. To, I might have just talked myself into putting him as my number one, George. Hell yeah, baby! That's what we're talking about here. Like, because you can't, you can't stop thinking about what could be. 
You don't you don't give up the house or guy. I mean, they actually didn't even have to give up the house, which is wild. We're not getting into that. But um, you don't give up that kind of capital for a guy like this and not make him your number one option in the offense. Forget number one wide receiver. Like he is gonna be the offense, bro. Like this is this is it. Odell, this is gonna be Odell's fucking year. I love him this year. I uh, if and he's going in the second round. Yeah, insanity. It's Again, that turn pick, man. Give me that turn. Give I'm all for that, man. You're trying to tell me. So they, the players they have ahead of him are absolutely wild to me right now. They're fantastic players. But, like, there is no way you can talk me into any of these other guys going ahead of him. Maybe Hopkins because that guy could literally catch anything. Right, because you're just talking about he has amazing hands. And, I and again, I love Devontae Adams. I love Michael Thomas. I love Julio Jones. But there's absolutely no way I'm pulling the trigger over OBJ on those on those three names. Cue Joe Carlino tomorrow say, giving us a little flack for putting him over Julio Jones. Gary, well, I, mean, I know you're listening, Joe. Odell would have to uh, – given Odell's touchdown production, Julio would have to have 4,000 yards. So, uh, Cody <laughs> – Devontae Adams, Michael Thomas, Julio Jones above Odell Beckham. Is that egregious or a fair argument? You ask him here. Uh, uh, Cody. The, um, I, I mean, I, I would take Odell over them. Would you, it, it, are, is there even an argument for any of those three names? Mm. I mean, Devontae Adams, because he's more consistent. Um, no really injury history with him. Um, Devonte is definitely very safe. Yeah, if I want if I want safety, I'd go with him. But so it's I, are you whether you're a floor drafter or a ceiling drafter at that yeah, point? Right? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's something about Odell's ceiling this year that's like it feels like there's no top. To, there's no ceiling on. Yeah, Odell. yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's like you you could have some weeks where he's putting up some outrageous numbers and it's yeah, like only win you a game. Like like Julio, he'll put up two hundred yards, but Odell could do that and and get two or three touchdowns too. You know, like ah, just... the ceiling is the roof for him. <laughs> yeah, it's it's insane. Um, so we could talk about Odell all day, but there are other options. Juice is still there. How do you guys feel about Juice with Odell bringing there to take away some of the pressure? Uh, Let me start with you, George. I'm for it, man. I mean, he's going around the area of Tyler Boyd, Jarvis Landry, Tyler Lockett, Tyree Kill. I'd I'd rather have him over all those guys, Sammy Watkins, DJ Moore, just because of consistency. He's going right now. He's going in the, let me do some quick math here. Um, he's going in the fifth round. Okay. Maybe the sixth actually. Well, they've got him slotted five Oh seven, depending on how it breaks down would be a fifth or sixth round pick, but yeah, somewhere in that range. He ends up being my third wide receiver. I'm so cool with that. Exactly. Yeah. I'm so cool with that because especially half point people are, that's great. He's a wonderful flex option. If you need like a, you need a base, like go for it. People think like, Oh, Odell's going to cut. Yeah. Well, Odell definitely like could cut into his value, but he could also take pressure off him. He was especially in PPR, especially in PPR, especially in PPR. But like Jarvis Landry did not have a phenomenal year last year. Like it was not that great. But um, if you have a guy who can take the pressure off him, he didn't even have a thousand yards, and he only had eighty-one catches. Was that the first time in his like career since his rookie season he hasn't had like a hundred balls? I, I think so. But I mean, and I'm a Rams fan, and I'd it'd be it'd be a hard choice between him and Cooper Cup for me, and they'd be right there together for me. And they, you're going to have to take Cooper Cup. It says in the fourth round, so I can wait around and get juice. Yeah, I'm I'm going to get juice. You know what I'm saying? I, I love his value right now. Uh, that's another one though that could be inflated come 
draft season. I don't see him staying at the 507 the closer we get. I honestly think he drops because I think people are going to start forgetting about him. Because I, yeah, of people could sleep on him, and I hope they do. And like George already said, I would love him. See, I, I think this Cleveland hype train just keeps building and building, and I think the NFL is going to do everything they can to get this team on everything, and you're just going to start seeing him and Beckham together every day. And it, I don't know. I, I'm with you. If he drops, great. Give me all, all day. I'll take those shares. So um, any other receivers receivers you want to talk about? Higgins, Callaway? Callaway's got a lot, a lot of potential, and who knows what's going to happen after these guys' contracts are up. Um, I don't – actually – I, I wouldn't touch Callaway. Yeah. Why Higgins, and Higgins is already kind of getting some starting reps to do. So those guys are going to be like alternating. And the only receivers you want are OBJ or Jarvis. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about the other receiving option, the tight end. Uh, David Njoku, an absolute athletic freak. Does he take the step forward this year and, and launch into what? Maybe even a top five tight end, George? Yeah. E- Top ten. I'll give you. Let me say top top seven, eight, nine, ten. Somewhere in there. Top seven, eight, nine, ten. Tight end. It's gonna be t- again. There's only so much of the ball that can go around. This team is not going to be strictly passing offense. If they were just going to go out there and sling the ball, I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's do it. But they have plans for Nick Chubb. They have plans for Kareem Hunt. They have actually no. They don't have any plans for Duke Johnson. Oh, they might have plans. Duke Johnson doesn't have plans for for, for eight weeks anyway. Yeah. But you know, Njoku right now. Where do you have him slotted? Because I think he's going in the. Sixth for in front of me right now. Pull that up for you real quick here. And why again? Got- he's built like a brick shit house. I mean, <laughs> he's a freak of nature. He's yeah, here, 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 my, my take on Najoku is he's going to have some big weeks, and like he already touched on, there's touched on, there's so many mouths to feed in this offense. Now, if you would have asked me, like, if this Odell trade never would have happened, they would have got never got Odell, and you would have asked me this, I would have been all about Najoku. Oh yeah, baby. Here. I would have been all about him. But because of the addition of Odell, I'm just like, man, they got to feed it. And Kareem Hunt, too. So, you know, they got Odell, they got Jarvis, they got, you know, Chubb, and then the uh, Hunt. And we'll see what happens with Johnson. I just feel like he's going to have some weeks that he's going to be very, very solid. But they might have an off week just because of the how the, they scheme for that specific game. Yeah, I don't think the juice is worth the squeeze on this one, my man. Like, right now. In that round, where'd you have him, Rob? Rob, it's saying that you'd probably have to take him seven, uh, but it could be the turn and maybe slide into the eight, mid eight, somewhere in there between mid seven, mid eight. I like taking my tight ends in the double digits. So that's just me personally. And for a guy like this, like we've said a million times, too many mouths. I'm all set waiting at this point. I'll take a shot on a guy later. I might, you know, I might have some trouble at the position, but I'd rather have trouble at the tight end position than any other position. Well, again, and the thing is we talk about value all the time. Seven rounds later, you're talking you could probably get an Olsen, a Noah Fant, uh, Jordan Reed even. Like there's there's 13, 14, there's playable tight ends still. So um, let me see here. Running back room. This might be the best running back room in football. Uh, once uh, Kareem Hunt does come back, you do. We've mentioned the names: Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, Duke Johnson. Uh, Duke might not be there for the start of the season, but with with uh, Kareem out the eight weeks, do you think he's viable? Because, and we'll talk about the other two in a minute. But for at least the suspension period for Kareem Hunt, is Duke Johnson somebody that you could play? Maybe you snag him up late round. George, I'll start with you. We're starting with Duke. I'm not touching Duke right now because I don't know what his role in the offense is. I don't know what team he's going to end up on. I don't know if the team even likes him anymore. Honestly, this team, 
would could probably just go the fucky route and just not use him at all. Wow, Cody. He's been a prick. I mean, he ha- he has, and you heard what what May- Baker Mayfield said. It's self inflicted, so yeah. they're not shy about telling everybody that they don't like his approach. No. But but, but uh, they, they don't have really another back to fill his role. Right, that's what I'm saying. So, given that, if you're in round what 15, 16 last rounds of your draft, do you maybe take a stab at Johnson, knowing that the first eight weeks could be fruitful for you out of that low position? I could yeah. definitely see myself doing it because if he ends up on a team like the the Bucks or the Texans, like then he's you know what I'm saying he could eat Im- immediately become a relevant fantasy option. So, yeah, and again, like I said, eight weeks. And but uh, let's then talk about the other running back uh, that's going to be there the whole season. Probably <laughs> Nick Chubb is the first one I'm going to bring up because again, we have to wait that time for Kareem. So Nick Chubb, where do you guys have him? I'm going to look up his ADP right now, and I'll get that to you in a second. But Cody, how, what's your uh, uh, level for Nick Chubb this season? Um, I definitely love him as a player, but the addition of Kareem Hunt completely scares me off of from him. Because I like while he might dominate those first eight games, uh, as soon as Hunt comes in, I'm not sure. You know, obviously we got we got to see how that plays out, but he's probably going to be used. I mean, they did they did bring him on. He got the talent. So like as far as getting the, for a playoff push and trying to get to the through the playoffs, I don't know if I could trust him. Now unless right. I feel like I could like take his first like four to like five games and he blows up and then like after that fourth or fifth game i just try to like find that dummy in the league and trade him right. <laughs> for some value uh that, that i might take him but i think he's going in like the second round yeah I, he's right now crazy. slotted in running back 13 second round roughly the ninth pick so mid second mid third george where do you i mean is that too high for your liking for a guy like this i can get him in the third i guess i'll be happy but he's just gonna scare me the whole time I yeah, get, I get, but I it, it's, let me ask you this because you you have seen Nick Chubb doesn't require a lot of carries to be relevant fantasy no, wise, but it definitely fucking helps when you get more carries. No doubt, absolutely. Volume's the name of the game, especially on an early running back. But the names around him, you're talking Damian Williams, Devonta Freeman, Leonard Fournette, Marlon Mack, Josh Jacobs. Oh yeah, I'd probably rather have him. I don't know how you feel, Cody, but I I would rather have him than a bunch of those guys. Rather Devontae Freeman, but I'm so scared of Freeman's injury history. The last few years, I I get it, but I'm a pretty, I'm pretty high if I can get on Freeman in the fourth. Well, that's the thing. That's ironic that you're looking Nick Chubb then Freeman Fournette, right? You've got the Freeman and Fournette who are injury concerns and may only play eight games, and then Nick Chubb who's going to have a running back come in at eight games. So you're talking, they're probably all roughly going to give you the same count, but Nick Chubb requires less to break out and have a good week for you. Are you guys probably just not sold on that portion of the running backs? And at that time, you're you're going to maybe look for something else and then come back later around at that point, then is that what I'm getting from you guys? Probably. Yeah. I'm not going to go into this thinking I can run with Nick Chubb as my RB one. If he's my RB two, I'm not, I'm actually not feeling that bad. If you go RB, RB, RB and Nick Chubb is your third. You're happy with that, right? Yeah, but you're at, you're definitely getting boned on wide receivers. You are, you are. But like Cody said, oh, that's yeah. probably, if, that's if probably like, that stab. Like that. Oh yeah. If I do it like that, then like by the, fourth week i'm trying to package him for a fucking right receiver 
Right, for sure. Um, so let's uh, wrap this one up then and talk a little bit about Kareem Hunt. Are you guys doing anything to stash him or is it just too up in the air? I'm going to start with you, Cody, because he's going right now running back 34-707. No, that's, that's way too high for a guy that's going to be missing the first eight weeks, and we have no clue how he – it'd be one thing like if they have no other running back, but Nick Chubb's a great running back, so it's not like he's going to come in and be the immediate starter. So he, and more than likely he's going to be eased in with cream hunt. I'm willing to bet on people that drafted him way too high are going to realize they can't stash him for any longer and they and need to trade him up. low. Yeah. Well, they'll either trade him low or <laughs> cut him. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Though, though that they'll get, there will be injuries that happen to their team. They can't afford that luxury anymore. And then sure. If I, I have a, like an, a guy on my bench that I haven't played in weeks and he's too inconsistent and I, I realize Hunt's suspension is going to come up in a couple weeks, that's when I might go ahead and take a shot. on. Adam. Same thing for you, George. Don't draft him, but round about week six or seven, you're targeting him? This in half the year. Right. Hell no, dude. No way. But would he be somebody come around week six or seven you're willing to, 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 to throw that out there and try and get him via trade? I mean, maybe let's see how Nick Chubb's looking, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, that's something that not a lot of people are talking about either. I'm glad you brought that up, George, because nobody says, what if Nick Chubb is great? Like, what if Nick Chubb is killing it? They could then, cut Kareem Hunt and not give him a fuck. Right, because he's not locked into no mass amount of money, so it wouldn't be nothing for him to not be on this roster. So that's a great and it's, I mean, it's opposite way to what if Nick Chubb looking terrible. Can, yeah, uh, both can, uh, ways. Kareem Kareem Hunt can play in the preseason, right? No, no, I don't. No, I don't think I, so. I, 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 he actually might be able to. I, I think he, I think he can. I feel like they kind of flex those rules every year with the suspension. Okay, Kareem Hunt, prom, he can practice and will be eligible to play in Cleveland's preseason games. If oh he, well, then yeah, okay, we'll 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 have some info at least before the draft. If he kills it in the preseason, and then the draft kind of reflects, you know, if if he starts dropping, um, that is Nick Chubb I'm re- uh, referring to, then go for it, dude. Honestly, that could be that could be sick if he starts falling into like the fifth round because people are worried about uh, Kareem Hunt, right? Oh, that. Absolutely. That's a situation to keep an eye on because, again, you the, knowing that he can play in the preseason, that's it's great to know going into the draft, you'll have at least a little look at what they're going to do. So um, let me see here. Anybody else you guys want to talk about on this offense? I think we pretty much covered everybody. On the offense? Yep. I want to talk about this defense. That's what I was getting ready to go to. This defense is obviously better than streamable. Is this a defense that you would make a concerned effort to target, though, George? to target that's you know that's a good question i really haven't taken a look at their their schedule per se but i can pull that up for you right now i got in front of me now they play the titans i think i like that they play the jets they play the rams i don't like that they play the ravens i like that um dude they have a lot of good matchups that i like here i mean they play the bills they play the dolphins they play the Bengals twice they play the steelers twice they play the ravens twice. yeah i think i'm making a concentrated effort to try to get this team late uh, right now, it looks like they're going in the. They're gonna. Oh wow! Look at the playoff push. Look at the teams yeah. they're playing down the stretch: the Dolphins, the Steelers, the Bengals, the Cardinals, the Ravens. What a matchup! If yeah, yeah. that's yeah. I, I like this defense a lot. I, I by the time the draft rolls around, though, I know they're going to be overvalued. Let me see I, where they're going. 
I, I hate that, and I ugh, I hate when that happens. Okay, so they're right now they're the fifth defense. You're talking having to spend 11th to 12th round draft capital. Normally, I don't reach that far for a defense, but for this one with that schedule, I may. What about you, Cody? Uh, yeah, if I'm ready to pick my defense and they're on the on the board, I'll probably take them over a good good majority. Like your fifth wide receiver. <laughs> yeah, like I, I'll I'll take them definitely. Um. They, they will be a good defense, and they do like you guys went through the beginning of the part of the seasons. Titans opening day, great defensive play. Stream, you know, they, even if you just go by streaming, great defense right there. Jets, that's a great opportunity. Rams, obviously, that might be a week you might want to look for other options. And then who they have after Ravens, the Ravens, great, Ravens yeah. Niners, Seahawks. Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least the first first to the season. Yeah, you you might be able to pick the no, but in this stretch, right when you get the Rams, when you get Baltimore at home, maybe that's a little iffy, right? Right. And then you get the 49ers at home, back to back road games, and then you're traveling across, you know, the United States. Essentially, that could be tough, and people might start dropping them. And then you play the Seahawks at home. Maybe the Seahawks are doing well. Then you have that bye week. After that bye week, they play the Patriots. That's going to be tough. But man, if someone drops them. And you can get them after that bye week. Hold on to them. Yeah, because this is a playoff schedule. Yeah, for sure, man. Plus, again, like you spoke to earlier, uh, George, where they're going, they're the fifth defense. I could this this to me is a top three. I'd all I'd with a bullet. You know what I'm saying? So I think they overplay their draft position, which you always like, no matter what the pick is. So. Like I this is I, I hadn't looked yet at their schedule. That is a that is a very fantasy friendly schedule, my friends. Because <laughs> again, even the two matchups at Pittsburgh, you get three, four, five interceptions out of that. They're the number one defense on the week. So, yeah, Cleveland defense all the way for me. I think they're going to generate a lot of sacks and turnovers. I do too. And again, the the team: Miles Garrett, Sheldon Richardson, Olivier Vernon, dude, Christian Kirk, Denzel Ward, like. Man, they are stacked, dude. Like, this is a damn good defense. So, or at least it is on paper. Yeah. Well, uh, fair, fair. <laughs> we, yeah, yeah. We've learned. <laughs> We've been burned in the past, right? Yeah, it's so hard to trust defenses, right? Because, like, even the Vikings last year, they entered the year with like one of the best defenses and they fucking went play like shit throughout the years. So, right. You never want to like buy. Never want to buy a defense too high. But like I said, if I if I'm all, if I'm ready to pick my defense and I see they're on the board, yeah, I'll definitely take yeah, a chance. Yeah, absolutely. So, who's gonna be the MVP? We didn't do that this time. So oh, wow. let's go back. Let's go back and do it by yeah, team, and then we'll decide yeah. who's gonna be the division MVP. Uh, Baltimore Ravens. George, who's your MVP nominee? Mark Ingram, hands down. Mine yeah. too. That's a solid, solid straight through for Mark Ingram. S- same thing here, probably Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Mixon. Yep. Yep. Steelers. This is uh, where it gets a little hairier. Are you going to go Juju or is it James Conner? I guess, Ben. I might go Vance because of his value. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy. Uh, I'll go Juju. Just go. I don't want to pick anyone. What what are we defining as fantasy MVP here? Someone who upplays their value? And just, obviously, I I mean, I would say they're going to probably be the top fantasy player on their team. Yeah, it's going to be James going to be. I think it's going to be James Conner. I, I think I'm going to go Juju here. I think they split with Samuels. 
I think the split with Samuels is going to be much wider with Connor this year. So Very well, could be. this one is definitely the one I could be wrong on. Right. And then I think this one's a runaway to oh, Browns OBJ. OBJ for yeah. me. All right, so that's uh, – are we going to take – who are we going to give it to for the division? I would go OBJ. Dude, I didn't know how much I loved OBJ until about now. Yeah. Like, I, 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 yeah, <laughs> he's, the, he's the MVP to me. I think you could make an argument for Mixon, but I think it's OBJ for me. What about you, Cody? I feel like the same way what you just said. It's like, I mean, I feel like I could make an argue, a strong argument for Mixon right now, but – with Andy Dalton and it's the Bengals, uh, you have to trust Baker Mayfield and OBJ over that. Absolutely. So runaway MVP of this division is the Cleveland Browns <laughs> uh, wide receiver, Odell Beckham Jr. That still sounds gross in the mouth. <laughs> like I can't get over how good Cleveland is, at least on paper right now, after being so bad for so long. So it's actually nice, though. Don't you guys feel like it's nice that the Browns could be good? Like even though you're a, a, a Pats fan, George and you're a Colts fan, Cody, and I'm a Rams fan. I kind of, I'm kind of rooting on the Browns, man. It's just been bad for so long. No, I'm still rooting for the Pats, but still, I hope yeah, they do. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I definitely want to see them do well. But uh, our uh, resident Blitz member Jake, he likes to talk too much smack. So, <laughs> so, so I, would we... love, I would love for them to be very good, and they lose the Colts in the playoffs. So. Yeah, right, yeah, your team over them, but you know, I'm I'm rooting for them on the back end. I'm down for them to make the playoffs and then lose immediately. <laughs> that's, that's fair because then the fandemonium c- kicks in, and I don't give a shit about your team once the playoffs. Yeah, turn. you're like cool. You guys made the playoffs. That's fantastic. I have no more feelings towards you. My team is going to take it now. Absolutely, dude. <laughs> right. That, right. George yeah, just described fantasy football in the NFL in one sentence. Yeah. Right. There. I, lo- I love football up until the actual playoffs. Then I love the Patriots even more. <laughs> Oh, man. I guess that's going to wrap it up. Anything else you guys want to talk about before we wrap this thing up? No, I think we uh, can uh, probably just say our goodbyes, and we'll be back next week with whatever – I don't know where, who, where, what division we want to start with next week. So we did – what do we start start with? NFC North, AFC North, and then – Oh, we've only done two, huh? Yep. Yeah. we got to do the South then, North, South, East, West. All right, so, so we'll AFC South next year. N- no, NFC South. NFC Mix South. And as you guys can tell on the pod, we put a lot of thought into which ones we're going to go with next, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, George, I'll start with you, man. Say your goodbyes and where the people can follow you, brother. Uh, you can follow me at GH underscore Blitzalytics at me. I know you guys probably aren't going to like a lot of this, but please come at me if you don't like it. And uh, look out for a lot of fantasy content coming out soon. We've got rankings. We've got mock drafts. we got it all um shout out to all the guys working on the fantasy stuff Sako, amir i'm gonna leave some people out cody for sure uh rob as well yep jordan as well um thanks to all you guys and just keeping this going and please uh keep looking out because this is uh this is my favorite part of blitzalytics is the fantasy football portion i just can't wait to keep doing this all year cody say your goodbyes where they can follow you uh you guys follow me at cody talks nfl as always Feel free to reach out, talk shit, ask questions. I'll interact with you. Um, and then, yeah, as far as our uh, go to blitzalytics.com and we'll have all this fancy content. And as the summer progresses, you'll see some individual pieces by me that I like to work on. And uh, yeah, just we're going to help you guys 
uh, cure this boredom during the dead period because this helps cure our boredom by doing this podcast. Oh, man, I'd go crazy if it wasn't for this. <laughs> so uh, thank you guys for tuning in uh, for basically my therapy session. Um, as always, you can follow me at Rob Rob Graphics. And we at Blitzalytics do ask that if you enjoyed yourself, please like and share. Uh, tell a friend. Get them on board. Uh, jump on jump on Twitter. And, and like they both said, come at us. Give us questions. Talk shit. We don't care. We will respond. We're not afraid. So, uh, as always, this has been the Fantasy Football Hot Seat presented by Blitzalytics.com, and we look forward to talking to you next week. Peace out. Obi.